0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. We're back once again at the corner of truth and courage. Thank you for joining us here today. Today I want to talk to you about an article that I've seen a couple times now on Facebook fluttering around on the internet. I don't know much about this publication, crosswalk.com. I don't know much about this author, John Upchurch, but the title intrigued me. I kind of saved it here and finally took a look at it last night. And the title is This Why Do So Many Women Show Off Cleavage in Church? Now, it's kind of an awkward subject for me to get into, but this is a concern that I've had for a long time. I'm trying to hopefully encourage Christians to reach Muslims, and, uh, and I've gone around the country teaching in churches, my course, Engaging Muslims with the Gospel, and one of the things that I raise, if you're going to evangelize Muslims, one thing you need to be really aware of is that their respect for god their idea of god god is a holy righteous god and we are his servants and modesty his command of modesty is important for us all to obey and muslims do not understand how christians can dress so immodestly and i can't understand it myself i often will make this remark if I'm talking to Muslim women uh, publicly for the first time or something, and I'm trying to engage in some kind of conversation. One thing that I've said on a number of occasions, that um, I do respect the modesty that Muslim women portray. I wished Christians would be more modest in their apparel. Not that we need to adorn, you know, the head covering and the burqa and the hijab or anything like that, you know, there's going over the limits and being filled with legalism on this subject when you get into dress and modesty and and other topics there. But there seems to be hardly any effort at all or lack of even shame of how some women are dressing when they go to God's house for worship. I mean, if there's ever a place that a man should not have to divert his eyes, it ought to be in the house of God. But yet, I too am often shocked and have to turn my eyes into a different direction simply because of, how women are dressing now, folks if the world can't see anything different in us as the children of God and we show the lack of honor and reverence to our God in the place of worship what we, we, we will lose credibility we've lost credibility largely to the lack of faithful living by Christians, and I'm just point out a few things in this article, and I don't want to get into it, because actually I just feel like I can't even read some of the descriptions here. Um, but basically, the article begins. My wife brought up the topic as we drove by the cornfields on the way home from church, and she said, "You just can't wear something like that on stage." And uh, then it goes down to say, when you dress like that, my wife added, you take the focus off God and put it on you. You're undermining the whole reason we're there. Um, there's other things. Uh, let me continue reading. Uh, some women, I'm talking about so-called mature believers, not lost souls or baby Christians. Come to God's sanctuary on Sunday morning wearing clothes you might rather expect to see them wearing at a dance club on Saturday night. Their necklines dip so low and stretch so wide that it reveals cleavage and the slits up the sides of their skirts and so on. And, and sadly, that is all too common, even in good churches, churches that do practice Uh, Reference in their dress, for the most part, uh, towards God. Folks, it seems like churches are so eager to dress down, become more casual, become more laid back. And it brings me back to the days when I had just graduated from Bible college. And we're talking back in the '80s here, and I was introduced to Rick Warren back then, and he was just becoming a, a phenomenon in many circles of his success and church growth, and and I had listened to his. Um, uh, it was it was a they would invite preachers to come and attend his. Series on how you two can be successful like me, basically. And I listened to the cassette tapes of that whole series. And some things just I'll not I'll not forget. You know, if if we learn how to sell Jesus like you sell soap, then we'll build a big church. Folks, Jesus is not soap. Religion isn't a commodity here. We're not here to entertain. And by the way, it's not a stage. It's the platform for the pulpit, for the preaching of God's holy word. That's become the problems that we've turned the platform and the pulpit into a stage. We've removed the pulpit. It's now no longer there in many churches. It's a bar stool. And the preacher sits in Bermuda shorts and flip flops and sits and jovelates to his congregation after they've been entertained with music and lights and sometimes smoke and dance and whatever else. Lord, help us. A.W. Tozer said this, and it's, and it's very fitting. Worship is no longer worship when it reflects the culture around us more than the Christ within us. Let me say that again. Worship is no longer worship when it reflects the culture around us more than the Christ within us. We wonder why. Why? Churches are impotent. We wonder why the preaching of God's word doesn't seem to have the power and the impact, and the preaching doesn't seem to penetrate into the heart of the lost man anymore. And those who do sign on to this Jesus movement, we hardly see a a change, an alteration in their life. They still practice their sins, they're still in bondage to many of their sins. Why? Because they're trying to reform their life instead of being transformed by the renewing of their mind and by being washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Oftentimes, they're still filled with their own self-righteousness that they haven't humbled themselves to understand why they're in trouble with God, yet to, to call on God's mercy to save them. They've signed on to the Jesus movement because after all, Jesus is going to do something for them that he's going to fill that hole in their life that they've been missing. Folks, we've been preaching a false gospel and we've been creating a great deal of false converts and therefore we're turning our congregations into houses of entertainment. Some do it well, some do it very well. And sure, you get a good feeling. You can be enthused. You can be touched. You can be warmed. And identify that as feelings of religious activity. And even maybe give credit to the Holy Spirit for it. Tell you, the Holy Spirit gets credited for things that he's not involved with. Here's what the Bible has to say. On some of these things. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17. If any man defile the temple of God. Him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy. Consider that folks. The house of God is holy. We have no right to walk into God's house. The place that we assign to be. the, The place of worship. That we have given consecration to that place as a house of worship. And we go in dressed like the world. We make no effort to honor the guest of honor, the person that we're trying to honor. In fact, most of the time we choose our churches not really for what God wants, but what we will get out of it. Lord, help us. Um, and I know pastors out there, I, I think they got caught up in the effort to, you know, the, their idea, their thinking is, you know, well, if I, if I can get a crowd, maybe not all will catch the truth. Not all will catch the gospel. But, you know, the more I've got in here, the, and eventually they'll get it. Eventually they'll they'll, they'll have it but they've blended so much of the world into their message that it's hard for them to even see the, the problem themselves. Lord, help us. Folks, um, I think the outward appearance of what we show on the outside reflects the heart that's within us. The Bible says the tongue does that, doesn't it? The tongue reveals what is in the heart, and I believe our actions are basically following the reality of our heart. Now, it doesn't mean that if you dress in a suit and dress in a uh, ladies in in a a dress and modesty that that outward adornment is going to make a change there. But I believe, folks. If the heart is right, then we will follow through with those things and show honor to our God. And uh, ladies, immodest apparel is not right in the house of God, and it's not right outside of the house of God. Immodesty gives opportunity for men to lust, who aren't your husband's. Single people who are not married and creates lust. And for a woman to put herself in that situation to cause another person uh, to sin, to have those uh, sinful thoughts. This is not the role or the place of a Christian woman. Now, these aren't the topics that are easy to talk about. But if we want God's righteousness to reign in our nation, we need to start looking at some of our problems. Thank you for joining us. Hope you'll come back again tomorrow at the Corners of Truth and Courage. God bless you.